Moncrief on News Talk. After a gap of, ooh, at least five seconds, Taylor Swift is back in the news. She's done so much jetting around the world recently that she's come in for a bit of criticism. Her defence is that she does carbon offsetting, but what exactly is that? And does it actually help? Tara Shine is CEO of Change by Degrees. Afternoon, Tara. Afternoon, Sean. How are you doing? Not too bad. Now, in if, if, for anyone listening, if they book a flight, it's it, 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 is it generally the, the case, at least for Irish Airlines, that they say they're going to carbon offset it? Or is it, you know, they'll charge you a fiver and they'll, they'll carbon offset it? Yeah, no, it's normally like an opt-in. So when you go to buy your ticket, there's a bit of but a box you can tick at the bottom, like, do you want to offset? And then it generally charges you something like quite little, like two, three euros on, like, say, European flight to offset, which um, just never feels like enough to me. Mm, right now. And, and carbon offsetting itself, it does that. Can that come in various forms or just does it mean planting a tree? No, it comes in different forms. So basically, like carbon offsetting is where an organization or a person, say in the case of Taylor Swift, compensates for their pollution by paying for that for pollution not to have happened somewhere else. OK, mm. so you're still going ahead polluting, right? The decision that you're making to get on that flight or, uh, you know, power your factory with oil, for example, you're still doing that. But you're saying while I'm doing that, I'm going to pay someone else to do something better so that I'm offsetting the badness that I'm creating. Yeah. Um, so that's neutral the, rather than improving the situation. So the whole problem yeah. is that it's not actually improving the situation. There's a lovely par- parallel for this. There's this hilarious um, comedy ste- sketch trying to explain what carbon <laughs> offsetting is. And it basically says it's like you paying for a couple's therapy or marriage counselling for some couples, say, in Latin America, so that they all stay together. And that offsets you having an affair. <laughs> So you're guilt-free, you still did the bad thing, but you don't have to feel bad for it because you're investing in couples counselling in Brazil or whatever it might be. Right. So that's kind of what we're doing. So we're still getting on the plane, we're still causing the pollution, um, but we are investing in projects in Brazil which might be preventing the deforestation of the Amazon or uh, replanting trees or investing in... uh, solar power in Brazil or, you know, whatever country we're using as an example, or investing in cook stoves for cleaner cooking in Malawi, or maybe even carbon removal. So some of them would be investing in like quite high tech that's actually trying to suck carbon out of the atmosphere. Mm. So there's a whole range of them. And some of them, it's easier to see the added value of them than others. So if in Kazakhstan, you support the building of a wind farm instead of another coal powered fire station, that's sort of a long term solution to that problem and is going to reduce overall in the atmosphere, overall in the world. That's good, right? Because it's reducing the amount of pollution that's being caused. But absolutely, are you reducing your direct impact? No. And that's where it gets particularly confusing when we think beyond people to companies. So when companies are telling us that they're carbon neutral because they've used an offset, what are we supposed to understand about what they're really doing to actually reduce the emissions that they're creating? Mm. So it all gets very mired in a whole lot of uh, lingo and acronyms and words where it can be very, very hard to know as a consumer what you're being told. Yeah. Now, because, uh, well, according to Newsweek, uh, Taylor Swift allegedly produced 138 tonnes of CO2 emissions in three months, which sounds like a cat. Now, uh, assuming she's set all, uh, that's all offset with planting trees, 
So she plants, so somewhere a, a forest the size of Meath has been planted to offset just that. But what age will Taylor Swift be by the time those trees start actually offsetting the flight she took in the last three months? Yeah, so no, this is a good point. So research that's been done. Now, all of this research is heavily contested because there's lots of different um, vested stake, vested interests in all of this. But there's a lot of research to so, show that we've overestimated the power of these projects to actually reduce emissions. Sometimes that's because maybe we're counting, as you say, the, the ability of the trees to remove and store carbon too soon. So they can't do that until they're mature trees. There's also like the... Um, will those trees be safe into the long term? So only as long as the tree is existing and holding the carbon, is it doing its job? Should it be burnt down or cut down, then that benefit is gone. Yeah. Mm. So there's that kind of the long term stability of, the, of that investment. And ultimately, what we'd want to know from Taylor is, well, Taylor, what are you doing to actually reduce your carbon footprint? So how are you planning your tours so that you have to take fewer flights? Or how are you planning your schedule to promote your latest album to have to take less flights? Or what will you do to get out of your private jet and onto a commercial airline? Because that would also reduce your carbon footprint. And then for what you can't avoid, because it is your job and you have to travel around the world to see your fans, we understand then what is it at the end that you're offsetting? And then what quality of an offset are you using? Tell us more about that. Then she becomes more credible. But it can't be a substitute for just living your life and not changing anything. Yeah. Uh, that's, where it, that's where it really is, is uncredible. So you're just like, you know, so companies that just continue on business as usual, doing things exactly like they did them two years ago and saying they're carbon neutral just because they bought themselves out of the problem. Um, that's not credible. And that's where we risk being greenwashed by people. Okay, well, that sounds awfully like greenwashing. Uh, I mean, apart from planting trees, is there any form of carbon offsetting that might have an immediate effect? That's, if you like, a bit more credible. Yeah, so any of this, a lot of these investments into renewable energy are, are, reduce, are removing the need then, for example, to build new fossil fuel powered fire stations or power stations. So that's good. Yeah, Mm. that's definitely good. The question is, would that be going to happen anyway without the offset project? So was Kazakhstan planning anyway to build its future um, energy system around renewables? Because actually now renewables are cheaper and it was going to happen anyway, whether or not you put money into the offset. So there are things that are that are that are better and worse. And then a new thing that people are looking for is also like how you also create kind of nature or biodiversity credits. So again, there must be ways, if we could do this in a way that it was transparent and verifiable, and believe me, there's like decades of work into trying to make all of this more verifiable, then it it could be a great way to bring money into communities that need investment. And we should be rewarding, for example, the indigenous owners of the Amazon for the amazing work they do to protect the Amazon and keep it in, in, in good condition. That is a good thing to, to reward. The problem is that there are so many middlemen and so much business to be made in all of this at the moment that quite often none of the benefit reaches the people um, at the community level. And in fact, there's quite a lot of research that in the early years of carbon offsets, they actually took land away from indigenous people and actually harmed human rights. So they actually caused more problems than they than they solved. So getting this right is not easy, even though it does still seem to make sense that paying a little bit like we want to pay farmers now in Ireland for farming for nature and for biodiversity, they, d- they should and deserve to be paid for, for that service that they provide then for all of us. In the same way, 
you know, the indigenous landowners of the Amazon or the forests in the Central African Republic, they also deserve to receive benefits for the work that they do to preserve those uh, those amazing carbon sinks that we all rely on for mm. a healthy future. So, but it's just getting the systems right is the problem. And of course, wherever there's money moving around, there's always room for, for corruptions. This is where the, the kind of the transparency and accountability of the whole thing is so important. Uh, has uh, carbon sequestration any legs at all, Tara? You know, might it be possible for, uh, you know, if someone like Taylor Swift, and we're not just picking on Taylor Swift specifically, but if she, if she did allegedly produce 138 tonnes of CO2 in the last three months, is there a company that could say, right, we'll suck 140 uh, tonnes of CO2 out of the atmosphere and then she's at least made some, you know, contribution to the problem? Yeah, so, like, doing something's better than doing nothing. So, ideally, she'd have some strategy for reducing her emissions and be reporting on that and telling us what she's doing. Same as a, that's what we expect of a company, for example. Mm. Um, and then, yeah, and then you'd want her to be really inquisitive and curious about what she uses as her offset. Um, and, you know, for there, for example, if you invest in rewetting peatlands in Ireland, for example, that is a long term, excellent solution to uh, to carbon sequestration. So carbon sequestration is removing carbon from the atmosphere. Plants are really good at that and storing it away safely. Um, soil and healthy peatlands are really good places to do that. So, yeah, as long as you can ensure and, and it isn't always possible to ensure that that sequestration will be permanent, that it's not going to be damaged because 20 years from now we decide to go draining that bog again, because that would just release all of the carbon dioxide and methane back out into the atmosphere. So it's mm. around kind of yeah, picking credible things that are actually realizing that they take time to work. Yeah. And then making sure that they're going to be there for the long term. Uh, and that's a lot. That's a lot to take on. So being curious about offsets is really important, like asking, where is it going? What is it doing? Um, how is it assured? Um, who is the body that's verifying? Um, all of that is worth doing, yeah. particularly if you're doing it at scale for a company. So if a company is doing this to offset all the emissions associated with its international travel, then it is worth them getting some good advice and not just ticking the boxes at the bottom of each individual airline ticket. Like it's worth doing it as a proper strategy and actually interrogating it and being able to stand over for what their claims are. Yeah. And now a lot of companies are looking at carbon insetting. Have you heard of that? No. So that's where you invest in kind of doing good within your value chain, within like the supply chain of your company. So closer to home rather than exporting, if you like, the issue elsewhere. So looking, you know, if you work, if you're a company that works in the in food, for example, looking to your suppliers to see how you might work with your suppliers to help them with rewilding or wetland, uh, uh, wetland conservation or something like that, but where it's directly with the people that you interact with along your supply chain. Uh, and just uh, in reaction to what you were, uh, how you were explaining the, the uh, idea of carbon off- offsetting <laughs> earlier on, someone says, I'm not going to pay my gas bill next month because there's a lad in Kerry in huge credit. I'll tell them I'll offset it. So, uh, <laughs> I don't know if that's really going to work. Uh, Tara, thanks a million yeah. for speaking with us today. That was Tara Shine there, CEO of Change by Degrees. Moncrief, weekdays at 2 p.m. on News Talk.